Welcome to another episode of Delisten the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. Ellen DeGeneres, she announced that her day talk top talk show, daytime talk show, <laughs> day daytime doc show. Exactly. Um, will end next year after 19 seasons and 19 years. And how many episodes? The air. Too many. 1900. Yeah. Something Wait, that's like way that. too low. Wait, is it? 19,000? Too many. Too many, let's say. So it was allegedly Ellen's decision to leave her show because she says it was no longer a challenge and she wants to be challenged. I mean, then she should go on the MTV show, The Challenge. Wait, is it on MTV? Yeah. yeah. Well, it might be on Paramount Plus now, but yeah, it was on MTV. Well, anyway, I get mean, in contact Ellen's people. I mean, I guess like trying to act like you're a nice person every day when you're really an asshole is that seems like a challenge to me, but I guess it no longer became challenging. Yeah. <laughs> so she's done. Um, she talked about ending her show on her show in the opening monologue. She brought the emotions by saying that she's known for a while that her 19th season was going to be her last and that the timing is right mm-hmm. um, and that she's ending with the 19th season, she joked, because the 19th Amendment gave women the right to vote. And she also, um, she made that joke because, you know, people are like, why aren't you just ending at 20? Right. Nice but, round number. Yeah. So she's just, she's trying to come up with reasons why she's ending in 19th mm-hmm. season. So Ellen also did an interview with Savannah Guthrie for the Today Show to talk about why she's ending her show. Oh, it's ending in 2022, by the way. And the interview was a mess because <laughs> <Yeah>. Ellen <laughs> talked about the toxic workplace stories about her show. And she, it seems like she doesn't believe any of those allegations. Oh, she definitely doesn't. Yeah, so we'll get into that. But let me briefly go over the allegations in case you forgot. So I've said on this podcast before, and, you know, I'm not connected. And I've heard stories, firsthand stories about Ellen being a mean monster like 10 years ago. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I I know nobody plus nobody. And even I knew, like don't apply for a job at the Ellen show because it sounds like a really bad place to work. Yeah, people that have worked for her have told me like how mean she is. And (laughs) it's been like an open secret. Kathy Griffin has talked about it, like how mean Ellen is, Mm -hmm. like how how bad her reputation is. But during the pandemic, a lot of those allegations made it to the mainstream. You know, we heard how Ellen was doing her show at home because of the pandemic. And so she didn't need that big of a crew. And she decided not to pay them, even though she has tons of money and her show has tons of money. They were not getting paid. And then last summer, BuzzFeed published an expose after talking to several current and former employees of Ellen's show. So the employees didn't specifically accuse Ellen of toxic shit. But they did say that it's her show, so she's responsible. So employees accused executive producers and other higher-ups of sexual harassment, making racist comments, and creating a place of fear. Like, some employees said that they were afraid 
of speaking out. And some said like when they had like were in a car accident and needed mm-hmm. to take time off, they were fired or they were given shit for it. Things like that. Right. Yeah. And one producer was accused of being very handsy with female employees. And another employee said that executive producer Kevin Lehman asked to give him a blowjob at a work party. So just a mess all around. And after BuzzFeed published their expose, Ellen wrote an email to employees saying that she had no idea about what was going on and apologized for her show being a place where people don't feel comfortable and can't speak up. There was an investigation into the allegations and three executives were fired, including Kevin Lehman. Ellen also talked about the allegations at the time on her show and promised to do better, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And ratings have been falling, you know, for a while. But after all the stories about the toxic work environment came out, her ratings went from around 2.6 million viewers to 1.5 million viewers. Terrible. Like, Dr. Phil is beating her in the ratings. That's that's actually terrible. No no joke there. (laughs) That's bad. No, that is not. That's bad. When Dr. Phil is beating you, that's bad. And Kelly Clarkson's show and Murray Povich's show are right on Ellen's ass. Like, they're right behind her in the ratings. Uh, Kelly Clarkson has also been talked about as replacing Ellen as the queen of daytime. And there's also a rumor that Tiffany Haddish may get a daytime talk show that will take Ellen's spot. Yeah. Which I could see. Yeah, I can see that too. Because they have to they have to replace her with someone, right? Like they can't just leave that like they can't leave that spot empty. I mean, I'm sure that they could just fill it with um like uh commercials for um like at home will kits. Yeah, that will probably be yeah, more entertaining than Ellen. That always that's honestly. What, that, that's what that, used to come up when I watched Ellen was there was always an at home will kit commercial. That'll get bigger ratings. But they can also like industry talk throw it back to you know the affiliates and let them decide what to do <laughs> michael with that I, just hour. Pictured you, I pictured you wearing like a headset and a clipboard right now yeah no i'm reading the teleprompter yeah mm-hmm. yeah so now let's get to the interview ellen did on the today show okay so when the toxic workplace allegations came out ellen apologized and said you know she'd work on creating a better environment etc well in a shocking turn of events, it seems like Ellen was spitting out bullshit because she told she made it clear to Savannah on the Today Show that she's suspicious of the of, of the allegations and mm-hmm. thinks that someone is working to take her down. So Ellen told Savannah that she never ever ever heard of awful allegations during her show, and nobody ever came to her personally to complain and she thinks it's bizarre that the media went after her show for four months straight so she feels like it's a attack i mean to be fair to ellen people went after her for four months straight because we were getting four months worth of allegations it's like every day i'd open up twitter and there'd be like a new story someone being like when i worked at the ellen show in 2015 like it, it's not it's not like we were dwelling it's like we, the material was there No, but she thinks, like, all the material coming out was, like, a coordinated attack on her. Right. Like, because more stories kept coming out, she felt like 
someone was orchestrating this. Mm -hmm. And Ellen said she was surprised to read about the toxic workplace allegations because she always thought her show was a place of joy and that guests never complained and have always said what a happy atmosphere the show has, which doesn't make sense because of course like like when all these allegations came out celebrities came to her defense like oh ellen is the nicest person i know well of course she's going to be nice to you she thinks you're on her level the problem is she looks down at those who think who she thinks are below her those are the ones she treats like shit she's not going to treat jennifer aniston like shit no and like oh oh, never because she wants jennifer aniston to come to her christmas party or whatever but like I like I have worked in not to get all industry here, but I worked in the type of office where we used to have like high profile clients and you're like in Canada. So who? Um, Celine Dion's hairdresser and um, the and a the person one... who a person who sold Shania Twain shoes one time and the assistant of Hillary from um, Love It or List It. Oh, I don't know, Michael. Oh, not we that big. That, not that big. Okay, that big. we were we were a very small boutique office. Okay, okay? we weren't that big. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, like, I was very low. Uh, on um, you know, I was low at that office. But you're, of course, you're told like when someone comes into this office, you have to like kiss their ass so hard, and you like coffee can never be too hot, and a sandwich can never come fast enough, and like so it's not like it's it's not like people are being nice to the guests because. They're just like a whole bunch of nice people. It's because they're like, I will get fired if I do not kiss Katy Perry's ass so hard while she's here. And I need this job. And uh, also, I hate this job so much. So (laughs) I'm already like majorly stressed out. And I'm so scared to like fuck up. So I'm going to go way overboard on being nice to like Kevin Hart's assistant. Yeah. And also like, you know, the executive producers aren't going to bitch out an employee in front of a celebrity guest. So they're not going to see any of that. Like, they're no, just going to no. sit in their green room with the their yellow M&Ms and their bottled water. And they're going to be treated nicely. And they're not going to see any of that shit. Like, the problem is, like, the 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 employees are the ones treated like shit. Like there's an example on that I read on a tipster wrote to Dumois. So take it with a grain of salt because they don't verify anything. But this person claimed that they worked for Ellen, like worked at her house. Okay. And they said that in the morning, Ellen would leave like nuts or candy, like in back of couch cushions or like behind a curtain. And then if she, when she came back home later in the day and it was still there, she would flip out because that means they didn't clean the house good enough. Like Joan Crawford, who? <laughs> Ellen is down on the ground, like polishing the floor underneath the planters and everything. Yeah, that I, level. I believe it, though, because, Michael, like, imagine if you had a lot of money. What kind of stuff would you start to get hyper-focused on? I would hope that I would not be like that. I me would, too. I don't think I would be like that. No. Because there's people in my life who would probably check me, but maybe there were people in Ellen's life that checked her and, well, she kicked them the fuck out. checked them out the door? Yeah. yeah. No, listen, there but for, there but the grace of God go I. Did I say that right? There but for sure. the grace of God go I. That we would not be that those type of people. But I could imagine that, like, we're, we're nice people. You and I are objectively nice, kind people. 
<laughs> and uh, depends on who you ask, but okay. <laughs> we're asking each other as yeah. <laughs> this is an Ellen and the guest situation. <laughs> no, but like I could imagine that if I had a ton of money and I was paying people to do stuff and I like was paying somebody to get me a coffee every morning, let's say, and one morning my coffee came and it was lukewarm, I'd probably say like, okay, well, what is this? You need to go back and make it hot. Now, imagine if we were monsters. We'd be the type of people that would be leaving nuts and couch cushions. Allegedly. I would hope that I would not give a shit. But Ellen, she probably would throw it in their face. And so back to her on today. So she Mm -hmm. said more. So she believes that the attacks against her and her show were orchestrated and calculated. And she says it felt very misogynistic because she's a woman. I I have to say, if, if nobody else is saying it, it was really interesting because I'm a woman. And it did feel very misogynistic sometimes i think people think that those in the public eye are almost bulletproof no i'm not bulletproof and no i don't have a thick thick skin i mean i'm i'm extremely sensitive you know to the point of it's it's you know not healthy how sensitive i am when something is coming back at me that i know is not true um i guess i could take one or two of those shots Mm. but four months in a row took a toll on me And she also claimed that she's not leaving her show because of the allegations or because of the bad ratings. Um, She just felt like it was time. So who is the diabolical mastermind behind taking Ellen down? Dakota Johnson? Dr. Phil. (laughs) Dr. Phil. (laughs) Well, that's giving Dr. Phil entirely too much credit. You're right. That's assuming Dr. Phil even knows how to spell, like, Ellen. He's like, I'm sure it starts with an E. Uh my dr phil impression um but yeah obviously it's obviously it's dakota i don't know for sure who orchestrated this but i you do. know who orchestrated ellen's downfall the call is coming from inside the house portia and ellen herself <laughs> that's who the fuck orchestrated this by being an alleged monster ellen wanted out so badly that she uh the producers herself no i'm just like, saying that she's the one that like there's no one orchestrating it. She's the one who oh, is responsible for it. I thought you meant that Ellen was sitting in her office one day saying, oh, imagine if I made a talk show so bad that they had to cancel it. I'd be no. out of this contract forever. No, I see. I don't think that Ellen left on her own because, you know, it's like she's her, the ratings have dipped, but they're still not awful. And. To leave, like, at the 19th season again feels weird to me. I would think she, she like, if there were not these allegations, I feel like they would give her another season. And it's a big check, and it's an easy check. So I don't... the easiest check. So I don't see her, like, giving that up willingly. I think she was pushed out, and so she's pissed. Well, because really, it's like, what else can she do after this? It's like, I don't think they're making a Finding Dory 3. So it's not. No, she has so many projects, Allison. Like, does she? Oh my god, she has so much shit. I know that she makes dog. Ellen's games. Yeah, Ellen gave of games. Yeah, she makes furniture. Right. She house flips. She does. Yeah. Well, she'll like you know they move her and Portia move into these multi million dollar estates. They'll renovate them and then they'll sell them and they'll 
move on to the next house. So she makes tons of money on real estate. Right. I get what you're saying there. I think that my poor ass went to like mentally a place where I'm like, she house flips. Like I'm picturing her buying this like decrepit falling down. She goes to like the auctions. She goes to the auctions and it's like $5. (laughs) I'll take it. They're like, she'll be fine. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. Like she, what she should do is she should maybe do projects that are more true to you know, who she is. Like, she should replace that puppet, Billy, in the Saw movies. You know, since she allegedly likes to torture people. So that would be a good fit. Or, like, reboot, uh, host a rebooted Fear Factor. Because I think working for her was, like, Fear Factor. So that's what, that's what she should do. That would be, like, the, le- that would be the least suspenseful Fear Factor, though. Because they would just be, like, they'd be, like, we challenge you to, you know, eat these, like, this bowl bull balls or whatever and they're like okay so what's the alternate they're like i don't know talk to ellen they're like okay give me those bull balls i'll eat anything you want me to eat (laughs) don't make do not do not make me like have a chance that i might look in ellen's eyes because i know that's not allowed and i'm not mentally and spiritually there to handle it yeah i'd rather suck off a bull's nuts than do that (laughs) Moving on to another story about a messy situation where somebody is officially ready to move on, uh, except this is not about somebody leaving a talk show. It's about somebody leaving their marriage. Uh, so Bill Gates and Melinda Gates, um, who I'm sure she'd probably rather us call her Melinda French, her pre-married name. So we already know that Bill Gates and Melinda Gates are getting divorced after 27 years. I believe it was episode 124 two weeks ago that we talked about them getting divorced. Mm -hmm. So we covered the basics of it, which is that they were married for 27 years. They have three adult children. Uh, They have no prenup, but that everything kind of seemed amicable. And, you know, they're working out a settlement situation and everything kind of seemed okay like it was just more of a shock that like this huge billionaire and you know his wife were getting divorced um but we were wrong it's extremely messy now it's all messy through sources though so i have a feeling that it could potentially get even messier like if people start talking but right now it's very it's a bit dramatic so after we talked about this the last time we learned that melinda gates um, went with her whole family, like her kids and their partners and all that stuff, to a private island in Grenada, which is in the Caribbean. They rented out the whole island for $132,000 a night, which is like nothing to them. That's like going to the hotel. That's pennies, yeah. Yeah, that's like... that's like Super hats. 8. That's Super 8. Yeah, Super 8 on a weeknight is what that is for them, yeah. With also an... Exp- uh, a um, What's the, what's the uh, hotel deal? Trivago. They got a Trivago deal on that one. So Bill didn't go. He had to stay home because everybody was allegedly mad at him. People were mad at Bill Gates, like his kids and his wife and all that stuff. And we didn't know. Again, we didn't know why. It's like, why is everybody mad at Bill Gates? Bill Gates seems so nice. He seems so quiet. Wrong. Wrong. We were very wrong. That's not who Bill Gates is, allegedly. So Sources have come out saying that Bill Gates did not treat Melinda very well during their marriage, that he kind of ignored her and sort of took her for granted. Um, We already knew about Bill Gates's friendship with his ex, a woman named Anne Winblad. And so, like, they got together every year um, 
at like her lake house so that they could talk tech and stuff like that. But a source mm-hmm. said that it wasn't great for Melinda because it just kind of made her like lose trust in him because he kept doing this year after year. I guess it's kind of like the Maya song case of the X, Michael. Are you familiar with that? Yes. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's exactly Bill Gates's life right now is case of the X by Maya. So after that happened, I like in my mind, I was like, okay, so basically like Bill Gates just what maybe allegedly wasn't a good guy. Like he was kind of a shitty husband, but no, we've learned that Bill Gates was, he definitely cheated on Melinda once and he allegedly tried to cheat on her like a million more times. So the Wall Street Journal claims that in 2019, um, the Microsoft Board of Directors had to investigate a report that said that Bill tried to hook up with an employee in the year 2000. That would have been like, six years after he got married to Melinda. So, and like his kids were young, that's pretty low. But anyways, I'm not here to judge. So um, it was considered a confirmed affair. So he definitely cheated on Melinda Gates once. Then the New York Times came out being like, oh, he tried to get with employees all the time. Um, They said that he wasn't pushy and that a lot of the attempts were clumsy and failed. I love that they use the term clumsy because that's, that's such like a... Yeah, he doesn't have game. He doesn't have game. It's like embarrassing. So they said that like it wasn't an abuse of power because he wasn't like, you know, he wasn't pulling shit where it's like, you have to go on a date with me, otherwise you're fired. It was just... No, but I no, mean... No, but it is... It's it, still... It is, pro- yeah. Go ahead. It, no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I know where you're going with this. It's still problematic to me because yeah. like... He's hitting on employees who has power over. He is the head of this major company. And he's yes. hitting on you. And I mean, how could you not feel pressure to like, oh, shit, if I don't fucking flirt back or something, I'm going to get fucking fired. Yeah. Or whatever. Or I'm not going to get that promotion I want. So it is it is problematic to me. It- I mean, it's not right. I mean, it's like, can't he cheat on his wife like a normal man, you know, slide into someone's Instagram DMs, go on sinkingarrangement.com to get yourself a sugar baby. Like, that's normal. Don't hit on employees. No. Or, like, you can also, like, hire a sex worker that you can, like, make an arrangement and say, okay, I would like for you to pretend that you're a Microsoft employee. I will uh, FedEx over a Microsoft t-shirt to your house. And can you show up wearing it? Like, I'll make you like a little lanyard, like a laminated lanyard. And pretend you work in, I don't know, development. And I'm going to hit on you and you're going to say yes. And then they're like, okay, I don't care because you're paying me like $500 million, whatever. Um like do that and then everybody it's consensual nobody feels weird about it yeah just do anything but hit on your employees so that's why to me like you know this source saying oh it's not an issue it's a fucking issue yeah it's like the bar is so low that uh we're accepting that bill gates didn't threaten to have people fired for turning down a date as being not an abuse of power like it's true though because it's like if let's say like well, I know what they're trying to say is that it's like Bill was nice about it. He was, you know, like he didn't he didn't punish people. But like if your boss is asking you out, you have to do that like nervous laughter kind of thing where they're like, ha ha, but aren't you married? And like meanwhile, you're like, I don't want to do this. Like, please stop bothering me. I don't want to go to dinner with you. 
And well, then- what I would do is covertly pull out my phone, record it, and say, what did you say to me again? Ask me again. <laughs> Michael, blackmail is illegal. It's not blackmail. Oh, because you're not asking for money? What would you be asking well, well, for? I, I'm not there yet. I'm not there. I haven't thought it all out yet. I just, I need to get the evidence first, and then I'll decide what to do with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bill Gates is like, so you're not asking for money. You're not going to sell this story. Okay. <laughs> I think we're good here. <laughs> But anyway, so the point is, he he tried to get with people on a lot of the time um, at at Microsoft and at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So there's one story about him going like to some conference and kind of cornering a woman and being like, like I I want to be with you or something like that. And then um, the the point is, the New York Times says a lot of the time Bill Gates's attempts would end with him being ghosted. Yeah. So Which not is, even having billions of dollars get gets him laid. That's I the thing. Know. Go to seekingarrangement.com. I do it's like, does he not understand how many people would be absolutely all they would not be turning down his dinner invitations? Yeah. And also, but you know, another thing back to the, the employee yes. thing, he was probably also like picking up employees because he didn't think they would talk. Yeah, okay, that's right. He knew that because they Because like, if like he mm-hmm. yeah, if he meets someone like on seekingarrangement.com, they may talk to the tabloids or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, so that's not even the ickiest part about this story, Michael. So if you're wondering why Bill Gates didn't just try to get out of his marriage, because it sounded like he didn't want to be a husband to Melinda Gates, um, he did allegedly want to get out of his marriage and his spiritual divorce advisor was allegedly the late Jeffrey Epstein. So the Daily Beast says that um, Bill Gates met with Jeffrey Epstein dozens of times between 2011 and 2014. So there are a dozen months in a year. So if that's dozens with a Z, I was going to say dozens with a Z. There is a Z in dozens. Like Liza. Like Liza li- with a Z, dozens with a Z. Same thing. Do- yeah. Dozens with a Z. That's my Liza. Anyways, so what I'm trying to say is he met with Bill, he met with uh, Jeffrey Epstein like a lot. It's not like he met with him once over three years, allegedly. Anyway, so the Daily Beast says that uh, sources say that Bill used to talk to Jeffrey Epstein all the time about being in a toxic marriage. He felt like he was in a toxic marriage. Um, and Bill wanted Jeffrey to rehabilitate his image after he was convicted of um, soliciting an underage sex worker in 2008. So again, very important to remember, Jeffrey Epstein was convicted of being gross in 2008 and Bill Gates was still friends with him for uh, up to six years after that. So not good. But uh, don't take my word for it. Just Google Bill Gates and Jeffrey Epstein because there are plenty of pictures of the two of them uh, yeah, hanging out together. Yeah. yeah, there's, you know, it's it's not when I say like alleged, I'm saying alleged for legal reasons, but you know, I'm just well, saying search search for the pictures, you'll find them. <laughs> yeah, no, they were they were friends, but Bill Gates like denies that he ever like talked to uh, yes. Jeffrey Epstein about marriage stuff. About yeah. his marriage problems. Yeah, Bill Gates's people came out saying that like they never had chats like that. Like all of their all the meetings that they had and any conversation they had was completely business related and that they weren't friends. They were just, you know, they were networking with each other. Um, you know, I'm sure that we'll probably 
hear later, like, if we find out that, like, Bill went to Little St. James, that, you know, like, Bill was just there checking, you know, doing IT stuff and just making sure that his PowerPoint worked and that he had an updated, uh, you know, updated Windows on all of his computers and stuff like that. It was just completely business. Um, so you don't, so you think that, so what are you saying, Allison? What am I saying? I'm not saying anything. Bill Gates <laughs> is rich as hell, and I do not want to get sued or worse. Well, um, first of all, who takes marriage advice from fucking Jeffrey Epstein? I Woody, know. Woody Allen, maybe. But that that's about it. And second of all, like, okay, so there was in that, uh, there were sources again saying <laughs> that Bill Gates' relationship with Jeffrey Epstein was a problem in his marriage with Melinda. And Melinda did not like it. And it was one of the reasons why their marriage ended. So that might, that I, so uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, who Mm -hmm. is Jeffrey Epstein's sidekick, who's in jail on charges, Mm -hmm. awaiting to go to trial. Mm -hmm. Maybe she's going to talk and Melinda's like, I got to exit stage left because I don't want to be involved in that messiness. No. And also too, to, uh, to add on to your point to yes and you um sources said that like when so jeffrey epstein was found dead in his uh jail cell in august 2019 melinda gates allegedly met with divorce lawyers in october 2019 so look think there's coincidences the butterfly effect and all that stuff but like um it's it's kind of sounds like she was like okay i i absolutely do not want anything to do with bill gates anymore but you know then i mean a year uh yeah a year and a half later she did end up filing for divorce yeah but i yeah i don't know if i would want to be associated with that whole situation either no um but do you think michael i have a true question though do you think that he was friends with them or was it just business stuff they were pro- I think they were friends. I mean, I don't know, but I would say friends. I mean, aren't all super rich people friends at the end of the day? Friends are enemies. Friends are rivals. Yeah. Either or. Yeah. Yeah, it's like um dynasty. Yes, exactly. So, Michael, we're moving on to something that affects a lot of people still. We're still in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, Some people are. Things are starting to look good in your neck of the woods, I will say that. Yeah, they're they're better. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's still, it's, we're still in a pandemic. I mean, some people are going on acting like it's 2019 again, when Mm -hmm. no, I'm still have my mask on. I'm still like, "Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's pretty I think that's pretty normal. It's you're kind of like oh, sort yeah, of fine. easing you're easing back into the idea of things. So now that things are sort of in some places they're kind of starting to I don't want to say return to normal. I don't know what the word is. Nobody has created the word yet for like post-pandemic, but we're kind of post-pandemic some people are. And some people are going to find some things a bit of a challenge after not doing them for 15 months. For example, Michael, both of us will likely have a hard time wearing pants that don't begin with the word sweat. Well, I had trouble wearing pants before this because I work from home and I never wear 
pants that aren't sweats. Like wearing jeans feels aggressive to me. It hurts my legs. So if no pandemic, I would have been like, uh, I would have been weird about wearing pants. But yeah, some people are going to, they're going to have to learn how to wear pants again. Yeah, so our thoughts go to them. I understand how you feel. I haven't worn jeans since 2019. So apparently, though, some people have forgotten to drive. So the Washington Post spoke with some people recently who claim that the pandemic has literally made them forget to drive. So one person said that they almost backed over their dog in the driveway because they didn't look behind them when they pulled out of the garage. The dog is okay, by the way. It's fine. But that's still very scary. Another person said that every time they park, their car is slanted. They don't know how to park their car straight anymore. Um, Some people can't drive in the dark. They just don't know how anymore. Um, Some people have said that they don't know how to drive the speed limit. Like they they literally physically can't drive the speed limit anymore. Mm -hmm. And some people have said that they um, can't remember how to drive basic routes like to a friend's house or to their office. So Okay. The Washington Post spoke to a neurologist from the Mayo Clinic, and that neurologist said that memories are stored across a network in your brain, and that some of those memory patterns probably haven't been used for a year, and that the memories are still there, but they just need to be refreshed. So they explained it like this. There are different memories that you have. Um, Procedural memory is like driving a car or playing tennis um, or, I don't know, whatever you do. And declarative memory is like remembering someone's face or name or like a memory from when you were a kid, like watching an episode of, I don't know, She-Ra. That's declarative memory. So this is procedural memory. And um, the neurologist says that it's much harder to forget procedural memory. Like you can forget someone's name, but you're not going to forget how to ride a bike, right? Like that's why there's that bike joke. Um, But the people get rusty. So if you haven't used it in a while, it's literally like you're going to kind of forget that sort of memory and that you just have to keep practicing but that driving will be a major thing for some people because some people haven't they haven't driven that much during the pandemic maybe they only go out once a week to the grocery store to pick up groceries or something like that so i have to i'm going to ask you two questions one have you found your driving any worse during the pandemic no not at all that's why i'm like i don't well i'm gay we're born awful drivers that's not true is it well that's the joke that gays can't drive there's this joke on the internet (laughs) that gays can't drive but i like i've been driving since i was 15 years old okay i'm born raised california so driving is in my veins like i lived in new york for over 10 years hardly drove and i pick it up like nothing like i it's like riding a bike for me like that's so i can't relate to those people that like forget how to like look behind you and shit like it's second nature to me so no i i mean i drive as much as i did pre you know i drive a little less but right yeah no what about you're in, you you're in you a driving tr- state you're i was just say you're in a driving state though so it's like you're already kind of driving a lot anyway yeah yeah Oh, oh, what about me? Okay, well, I didn't get really technically get my license until I was um, close to 30. Uh, and I have only driven off and on. You know this. We've discussed this. I bought a car during the pandemic. I've only had it for like two months. And before that... Have you I, gotten any accidents? No, not in okay, this one. Okay, that's Thank good. God. Any parking tickets? 
No, not oh, one parking ticket. You're doing ticket. great then. I'm careful about that though because yeah. I don't have I don't have enough money to pay for parking tickets. So I I'm very religious about making sure that my parking is good. But um I did forget to um I did forget to that I had to check my blind spot when I merge into a lane and the car has that like beep 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 yeah. when something's coming. That thing's gone off a lot. Oh, cuz you I just, totally forget. I forget oh, yeah, to look. Oh yeah, I yeah, I got that. I just look at my mirror and I like trust it and I can't be doing that. Oh no, I do that whole thing. Like I look behind my shoulder. I do the whole thing. Like I can drive in my sleep. I mean, I'm not going to California Highway Patrol, <laughs> but. <laughs> they see you just eyes closed, but you're like, they're like, wow, he's driving perfectly for somebody who's in REM sleep right now. <laughs> he's clearly in a dream sequence right now, but he's doing wonderfully. But also, is there anything that you did forget to do how to, like, forget how to do in the pandemic? No. I, If anything, I picked up skills. Like, but, I didn't, like, like cooking and shit, you know, like sourdough making, like everybody right. has. Like, I picked, or like making stupid craft shit, you know, because there's more free time in the day. Right. But no, I didn't, I don't think so. Have you? The only thing I forgot how to do was, um, so in 15 months, I've worn a full face of makeup exactly two times. And um, like both times I looked like on Drag Race when they have like uh, get into a quick drag mini challenge. So stunning is what you're saying. Well, I no, I look like first eliminated. <laughs> but I but I forgot. And Michael, I used to be so good at makeup and like now I can't do anything. I can't draw eyeliner. My eyebrows look a mess. I cannot blend foundation. Okay, so, yeah, that so makes sense. Up. Yeah, that makes sense that you would be rusty at that. But very rusty. Yeah, you just need one of those Jane Jetson masks, which I always talk about, you know, on the Jetsons, mm-hmm. she puts on the mask and she's full uh, face of makeup. Yeah, someone should have invented those during the pandemic. They'd probably sell out on Amazon so fast. Yeah, well, we have filters now, so that's, I the, guess, the version That's all of I that. need. Yeah. yeah, that's all I, I don't need to know how to make, do makeup. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to end this part with an update to a story we, we did a couple, a few episodes ago. So we talked mm-hmm. about the Starbucks barista who tweeted a picture from a customer named Ed who ordered this crazy frap drink that had like a dozen ingredients, including five bananas, and he asked for it to be double blended. So the the barista tweeted the pic of Ed's order with the caption on today's episode of why I want to quit my job, job. So that led to other baristas tweeting the ridiculous orders that they have gotten. So we've got an update. Um, That barista, whose name is Josie Morales, he doesn't have to quit his job because he got fired. Starbucks fired him. Yeah, he doesn't have to make those drink orders anymore. (laughs) No. After two years on the job, they fired him. So he told Inside Edition that he was fired for violating the company's social media policy by tweeting a customer's order. But Josie said that he would do it again because (laughs) it brought light to some of the crazy orders that Starbucks baristas have to make. And he said that orders like that can be stressful because they have to make them quickly. And those drinks can take over 10 minutes to make. And they don't got time for that. Mm -mm. No, they got corporate breathing down their neck telling them they got to make that drink in three minutes. In three minutes, yeah. And Josie isn't the only one talking. 
Ed, who ordered the drink, is talking to. He's talking to everyone, including the New York Post. So Ed was not really phased by Josie calling him out and said he'd order the same drink again. And he's actually ordered similar ones since. So that he said that drink cost him $14. And... And when you use Starbucks points to get it. But like when we covered the store, you know, I made mm-hmm. that like drink and I put all this shit and it was only $4. So I must have d- done something wrong because he paid $14 for that drink. You will not be taking Josie's place as a new b- Starbucks barista. No, because I'd be undercharging. Yeah. <laughs> Starbucks would be losing money left, right, and center. <laughs> but... um Ed thinks it's okay to order those kind of drinks every once in a while, as long as you tip well. Uh, I agree with him there. If I worked at Starbucks and somebody was making me make one of those like 40 ingredient drinks and they put more than a quarter in the little tip cup, I would accept that. You'd be okay with that, even if it took you 10 minutes. If they put 50 cents, you said more than a quarter, so 30 cents. I gotta have I gotta have higher standards for myself. <laughs> <laughs> but like Michael, the situation is like first of all, this is why you have to have like a an anonymous Twitter account that's not connected to you because Twitter is free. You can have as many Twitter accounts as you want. And he Josie could have tweeted out that receipt. They would have figured it out. They would have figured it out like that stuff, especially because Ed is talking. So they would have figured it out. They would have narrowed it down. You're right. Also, yeah. I'm pretty sure on the receipt it says the store number. Yeah, so, sure it does. So, yeah. So, and never the mind. time and everything. It might even say the barista's name. So <laughs> Ed wasn't at all offended by Josie's tweet, and he took it as a joke. Um, mm-hmm. He's also reached out to Josie on Instagram because he wanted to let him know that there was nothing wrong with what he tweeted and wanted to make sure that he didn't get in trouble. Well, he did, Ed. He got fired. He got all the way in trouble. <laughs> yeah, all your five bananas in your drink got him in trouble, Ed. Ed does seem like a bit of a sweetheart, though. Well, this and this story has a happy ending of sorts because, okay. you know, Josie, is, he doesn't regret it. And right. he doesn't have to make those crazy drinks anymore. There's no animosity between him and Ed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if they're both gay, but... If they are, like, this would be the perfect start to, like, a Netflix gay rom-com. Maybe, but then, Michael, Josie would have to make those drinks for free at home. Yeah, that's true. That would break them up. That would break them up. But, yeah. But, no, it is a perfect gay rom-com. So somebody should frap of my heart. You've got me wrapped around, you've got me frapped around your finger. Allison and I will now talk about five stories, starting with Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande has been engaged to Mac Miller and Pete Davidson. And late last year, she got engaged to luxury real estate agent Dalton Gomez. They've been together since early 2020 and quarantined together. And that's where their love truly bloomed. And over the weekend, they got married at Ariana's house in Montecito, California. It was a pandemic-friendly wedding ceremony because only 20 people were there. Ariana is 27 years old and Dalton is 25 years old. She's a cougar. Yeah. Well, and what kind of self-respecting diva in training has a wedding with only 20 guests total? This is the pre-wedding. This is just I the hope beginning. So. This is the beginning I hope of so. yeah. one, one of 10. I hope. Um, I mean, 
I'm sure it was a really nice wedding. The only thing that could have gotten like a little bit dicey would have been when the officiant, um, you know, asked them to recite their vows because they probably, you know, turned to Ariana Grande and said, okay, so you repeat after me and please, please try your hardest to enunciate your words. Otherwise, I'm not sure that this marriage will be legal. I sounded like yes? Bill Clinton, not Ariana Grande. <laughs> you know what also was probably Slippery. an awkward moment besides um, when he puts on the ring? He probably couldn't put it on because her fucking long ass sweater sleeves always are covering her hand. <laughs> it, the ring was a pool floaty that they just put over her whole hand. That would work. Mm. So let's keep with the theme of true everlasting love and talk about Andrew W.K., the rock star with a luscious mane, Mm -hmm. and Kat Dennings, the actress from Two Broke Girls, and she's in Marvel stuff, and she also has a luscious mane and luscious chichis. He does too. So they're engaged, and they only went public with their love this month. So they're probably another pandemic couple. Um, Kat last dated... Josh Groban and Andrew W.K. was married to Cherie Lilly, but she filed for divorce from him in 2019. And now he's with Kat because a couple that uh, deep conditions together stays together. Exactly. I personally love the two of them together because I love Andrew W.K. And I love Two Broke Girls. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Michael, please edit that part out. I don't need people knowing that. No, but I, I'm so happy for them. Congratulations to them. And congratulations to every plumber in Los Angeles because there is so much hair between the two of them that their shower drain is going to need to be unclogged and snaked about every three days. So they're keeping Los Angeles plumbers in business for decades, I'm sure. Especially if the, you know, carpets match the drapes. So we've got even more good news. This segment is way too positive. Um, But 50-year-old Naomi Campbell announced on Instagram that she's a mother to a little baby girl. We don't know if Naomi is a surrogate or adopted or whatever, but she posted a picture of her holding her new baby's feet, and she wrote, "Uh, A beautiful little blessing has chosen me to be her mother. So honored to have this gentle soul in my life. There are no words. To describe the lifelong bond that I now share with you, my angel, there is no greater love. And we know it's Naomi's baby because the baby is only a couple days old and she's already thrown a baby monitor across the room. She has? I assume. No, no, no. See. I'm psychic. I'm predicting. There was, there was a time that like Naomi's greatest love was throwing a Blackberry at yes. a housekeeper's head, right? So now her greatest love is like stroking a baby's head so that that's growth i don't think she's throwing um what did you say the baby monitor yeah i don't think she's throwing that she's she's evolved allison no the baby mon the baby through the baby monitor oh the baby through the at who anything it's she's oh, a, is- the baby babies have <laughs> babies have poor depth perception they can they can barely see shapes the baby can pick up a baby monitor is this baby is this baby's father the hulk You'll have to ask Naomi that. (laughs) (laughs) So Tina Turner will finally be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She was already inducted along with Ike Turner, but who cares about him? Others who will be inducted along with Tina Turner include the Go-Go's, Carole King, Todd Rundgren, 
Foo Fighters and Scorpions. Uh, what's your favorite Tina Turner song, Allison? Um, pr- probably Private Dancer. Yeah, mine is either Private Dancer or uh, Better Be Good to Me. Oh God, they're all really good. I mean, what's love? What's love got to do with it is so good too. Um, obviously, yeah, I don't count. I don't count the Ike Turner, Tina Turner. Um induction as a tina turner induction um so with that being said i think that i mean congratulations to everybody who's going to be inducted but they should have their own ceremony called the rock and roll hall of fame ceremony and tina turner should get her own special ceremony called we can't believe you weren't already inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame ceremony it's a little long the t-shirt's gonna be a working title yeah working working title title. (laughs) um but i just read that fred durst and nickelback were also inducted are being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And that's not true. But like I said, things were getting way too positive around <laughs> here. Everything was good news. So we needed something to disgust us because that's who we are. That's what mm-hmm. this podcast is. And finally, page six reports that Lisa Vanderpump, who, if you don't know, she's she was on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She's on Vanderpump Rules. She's a Bravo star. Uh, she was out to dinner with her husband, and also at that restaurant was her nemesis, Kyle Richards, who was there with a producer from Bravo. So when Lisa's check came, it was $132, and she decided to send it over to Kyle Richards and the producer to pay for her as a prank. Sources say that Lisa left her credit card info just in case Kyle refused to pay, And that's exactly what Kyle did. She refused to pay. Mm -hmm. And when Lisa left the restaurant, a fan asked her to sign a cast photo of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And Lisa did it, but she scribbled over the other women's faces. Kyle responded to that story by calling Lisa Bitter Spice. (laughs) Call an an Angelina Jolie from that firefighter movie because that was a burn. Bitter spice. Also, bitters. Isn't there like a just an actual bitter spice? What's bitter? Lemon rind. Oh, yeah. God, lemon lemon rind spice. I'm gonna leave the burns up to her. I was. I yeah. cannot do it. Yeah, you're not the burner. She is. Mm-mm. So this is a very dumb prank to me because the only thing worse than like this prank would have been if Kim had seen who left it and said out loud like, oh. Poor Lisa Vanderpump couldn't afford to pay her little $132 sushi bill. Don't worry, everyone. I'll cover it for her. I have plenty of money. That's what I was thinking. I was like, Mm. a move would have been for her to pay it and then to leak a story how, like, Lisa is broke, that she can't even pay her own restaurant bill and is, like, you know, running out on her bill. Yeah, running out and like leaving a credit card being like, uh, just in case. Well, like, don't actually use it because it'll bounce. Yeah, like Kyle should have called page six and get that. She's going to get fired. She's going to get fired for that because, I mean, your job as a housewife is to stir shit. end of the show but before we go we'd like to ask you to rate and review us if you haven't already and if you've got a question for our mailbag or a tip or a note or whatever email us at dtp at delisted.com so we'll be back next week with more shenanigans back 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 again to yeah. quote Alyssa Edwards bye